each one of us, every moment, is experiencing a world that's together through seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, memory, language. Our ordinary, everyday assumption is that we are moving around and we're seeing the world as it is. We have reasonably good eyes and ears, reasonably good mental faculties. We assume we are seeing and knowing the world. The Buddha points out that it's not the world that we each experience. But this mind is putting together its version of the world from seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking. That is the world, loka, that we each experience. It's our mind's version of the world. It's not the world as it actually is. Our mind's best guess. Representation put together by memory, imagination, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking. This is very significant in many ways. What we're experiencing is our mind, not experiencing other people or the world around us. Each of us, moment by moment, is experiencing the world of this mind. That's what each of us have only ever known. The moment of our birth, before birth even. This is what we have known. This is what has been constituting the field of experience. This mind's best guess, its version of the world put together through the materials it has available. So it can only be an approximation, a version, a best guess. Many years ago, when I was in India, a Tibetan Lama called Tuptok Rinpoche, living in a cave for 12 or 15 years, a great pile of dreadlocks held together by a couple of sticks. And his teaching was very, very simple. couldn't speak any English. The translator there, he was very bright. And he blinked a lot. Been in the cave for a long, long time. Being out in the bright light was hard on his eyes. But he had a very, very simple teaching. And uh, what he said was, Mind is everything. Everything is mind. He didn't really 
get the full implications of that at the time. But this was a point he was underscoring. Mind is everything. Everything is mind. Everything, this body, this building, the sky and the land, the trees around us, We think it's out there. Sun and moon, the planets, the stars, the ground beneath our feet, this body that is so familiar. It's a set of perceptions, patterns of mind. Mind is everything. If it's a thing, what is experienced is the mind's best version of that thing, the mind's representation of that. When we really take this to heart, it changes the perspective, this life, this body, this mind, this world. It feeds a quality of humility, Not that we understand everything, or we know everything, or we see the world accurately, reliably. But if we really take to heart, we can only know this mind's version of the world, and of course, the version of the world of other beings, other people, birds and animals, different entities, of course, their world is going to be different. It undercuts the feeling of being in command of our life, of understanding everything, being in charge, having accurate judgments about other people's opinions and feelings and emotions and perspectives. So to appreciate that the world is our mind's version of the world, it's very leveling, very humbling, and a great source of compassion. How could I know exactly how you experience the world? Why should I assume my understanding of things is the accurate and reliable one? Why shouldn't you be right? What makes the human perspective the real one, the valuable one, the important one? What about the magpies, squirrels, the worms? The insects? Who says my perspective is more real, more important, more significant than yours? We bring wisdom to this, we reflect upon this, then it's somewhat obvious. So this is a humbling quality comes from this appreciation. In this time of a lot of formal practice, group practice together, a lot of focus on the inner world, this is a valuable 
liberating insights to take to heart, to develop this change of view moment by moment. We don't experience the world, we experience this mind's version of the world. As the Buddha put it, that whereby one is a perceiver of the world and a conceiver of the world, that is, the world in its Dhamma and discipline. What is it whereby one is a perceiver of the world? Lokasanyi. A conceiver of the world. Lokamani. The eye, the ear, the nose, the tongue, the body. So this is a fabricated, conditioned set of perceptions woven together to create this, this moment. Sunday morning, Amrabati. March the 19th. 8.39 8.39 in the morning. Here it is. Woven together in this pattern, in this moment. Now when this appreciation is cultivated, the sense of the world as a set of Perceptions unique to this particular field of conditioning, this center of experiencing, we call ourselves, our mind. And that which knows the world, the loka vitu, this awareness, is much more easily recognized as not being limited by that world. It knows those sets of perceptions, feelings arising, passing away, but it's not defined by those. The awake, aware mind is liberated from being reckoned in terms of the five khandhas, in terms of those perceptions. It knows the patterns of the world, but it's not limited by the patterns of the world. The purpose of insight meditation and development of vipassana is freeing this quality of knowing, nicha datu, element of knowing, the awake, aware quality of the heart, freeing that from any kind of attachment, identification. So it can know those patterns of perception, arising, passing away, doing their thing. without turning them into a person, without creating an I or a me or a mine. The habits are that of turning the awareness into an I who thinks, who sees, who feels who is the owner of this moment, the doer of action, the experiencer of feeling, memory. I remember, I feel, I think. I'm going, I'm coming. I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable. 
attachment to those perceptions, identification with the field of experience, feeds a habit of self-creation. But the more clearly that the world is known as a set of perceptions, thoughts, impressions arising, passing away, then the easier it is to recognize that this awareness is it's not a person, doesn't belong to a person. The awake, aware quality of the heart is not an individual, not a person, not an I, not a woman, not a man, not a human. It knows the personal arising and passing, but it's not a person. Awareness has no form, no shape. How could it be female or male or old or young or have a nationality, an age? It has no form. It's timeless, ever-present. Development of insight is freeing that awareness from those false attachments of identity. Time, location. I am experiencing this. I am sitting here. I am seeing the world out there. I remember, I think, I feel. The words eyes, they too are part of the field of experience. Perceptions arising, taking shape, dissolving. That which knows the feeling of I. It's not I. I wish knows the qualities of the person. Comfortable, uncomfortable, happy, unhappy, healthy, sick, old, young, male, female, whatever it might be. That which knows those personal qualities is not personal. Not itself doesn't belong to itself. It's awake. There's an aware, awake quality, present, reliable, dependable. As the insight is developed, those moments of clarity become more regular. This quality of awareness is freed from the habitual identification with what is known in memory, sensation, mood, the sound, the flavor, visual form. Notice those moments of clarity when it's obvious simply clear that that which knows the sound isn't the sound, that which knows the, the body doesn't have a form, that which knows this mood is not tied to that mood. Let that into the heart, let that be fully noticed, fully appreciated. How obvious, how natural, how simple. It's not a state of ecstasy or bliss or Distortion at all. It's a simple, spacious clarity. Oh, how obvious. 
and which knows the person, and which knows feeling isn't a feeling, and which knows a mood of excitement or anger or sleepiness, isn't sleepy or angry or excited. Oh, of course. Notice that of courseness, the natural, simple, spacious quality. Let that be fully appreciated. And that appreciation then has its effect. It then becomes the, the ground of attitude in relationship to the field of experience. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Remembering, imagining. Seen and known with the same attitude, the same openness of heart. Here it is. The world arising, doing its thing, fading away. What's that got to do with anything real? How could that be owned? How could that be what I am? It's obvious. Let that speak for itself. The heart rejoice in that spacious, peaceful, simple quality. Here it is. This which knows the person isn't a person. Limitless, timeless, unlocated, ever present. 